This is the Food Factor Podcast, the show that talks about the connection between your health and what you eat or don't eat. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek, clinical nutritionist, health coach, science nerd, perma student, and mother of four. I love dogs, babies, and most of all, talking about all things health, wellness, and the weirdness of the human body. Thank you for being here. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Food Factor Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Mahachek, and it has been a couple of weeks since my last episode. It is summertime, it is summer break, and I should actually title this next couple of episodes like season two with kids screaming in the background because that's what you'll probably hear. But I want to say that today we're going to be talking about the sheer volume of people who tell me they don't know how to eat. Something as basic as putting food in your mouth, many people don't know what to do anymore. Or worse, they're scared. They don't know what to eat. Now, with decades of outside influences telling you what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, what to avoid, when to restrict, it has caused nothing but confusion and conflict and misery with very little results. Does that sound about right? Let's talk a bit about why diets fail, what your physiology has to do with it, and what you can do to actually get into a healthy eating pattern that's right for you. Now, this is a hot button issue and it's easily triggering for many people. If you open up a discussion about a diet, everyone has an opinion about the best one, right? The best one is usually the one that worked for them. I've had many, many, many discussions around diets. I've looked into all of them. In fact, people tag me in social media posts about diets or the latest fad that's popped up, which to be honest is not my favorite because I don't want my name associated with them, but you know, that's fine. I've talked to everyone from diet creators to intuitive eating counselors who are on the far opposite end of diets. I've talked to other nutritionists. I've talked to clinical researchers. I've talked to medical doctors. I've talked to everybody about diets. Ever since I learned what a diet was way back in my teen years, I've looked at diets from the research and the clinical side of things. I've seen countless studies supporting and also contradicting many of the most common diets. I'm fascinated with the concept and also angered by the fact that people still think these are needed. Now, one disclaimer that I want to make super clear, sometimes there is a clinical or a medical need to eat a certain way. I support this. If you're allergic to eggs, that's a medical reason not to eat eggs. For the reason of weight loss though, restricting food is never the answer. I know there will always be people who defend this. It's calories in versus calories out. Intermittent fasting is healthy. Eat less and move more is the key. Come on, you guys, we're not an algorithm. Last I checked, we weren't computers. We are a chemistry lab of enzymes, cells, molecules, electrical impulses, and bacteria. We are literally a walking bag of cells, just to paint a super simple picture. Now, according to Dr. Brian Walsh, who is a phenomenal professor, he's a naturopathic doctor and he's a great mentor, cells need three things, energy, protection, and the right environment. Now we will walk through this more in the next episode or a future episode, but for now, just kind of keep those three things in mind. 
So the first thing that I mentioned was energy. Cells need energy to function. How do cells get energy? Through nutrients. Food. What happens if you restrict food from the cells? It can't produce more energy. When cells can't produce energy, they become dysfunctional. When that happens, everything made up of those cells also becomes dysfunctional. This is you, the walking bag of cells. The second thing cells need is protection. Now, what damages cells? Free radicals, chemicals, stress, sometimes an imbalance of our own hormones like insulin or cortisol, additives in food, sugar. To help protect the cells, this is where antioxidants come in. This is where phytonutrients through fruits and veggies come in, amino acids and fats to help restore the integrity of the cell structure. The third thing that I mentioned uh, that cells need is the right environment. If your body is full of toxins, if you're in a stressful environment or a constant state of stress, if you aren't resting and restoring properly, that's sleep. The cell can't function, and if these cells happen to make up, say, an organ or tissue or an organ system, this is where symptoms occur. This is where disease happens. This is where you feel like crap. So what does this tangent that I seemingly just went on have to do with diets? Well, because diets don't address any of that, diets just restrict Diets tell you to go against your body's physiology. If something is telling you when to eat, what to eat, and when you're full, or when to stop eating, that's a diet. And that's teaching you to ignore the cues your body sends. Your body knows what it needs. It knows when it's not getting enough nutrients. It knows when it's getting too much of a nutrient. We all have this. You may not think you do, or you may not feel like it's You may not feel like it sometimes, but you do. What do you think decades of diets telling you to ignore these cues does to your ability to listen to your body? It silences it. It causes distrust. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that don't trust their body to tell them when they're full. And that's incredibly sad to me. You deserve the freedom to know the best way to help support your body and make it thrive. And I'm going to offer up that your weight loss shakes or that latest TikTok influencer or the powders or the pills, don't give that to you. Again, I know this is triggering and it can bring up some anger for people. People love to try to prove me wrong or get me to see things from their diet mentality and I never will because as people, we deserve better. Nobody deserves to feel like a prisoner in their own body And I will say, there are so many more factors that go into food choices. So many more. Culture, food availability, access, family traditions, behavior and stress eating. Trust me, I know. I'm in this world helping people daily. I just simply want to point out from a physiology perspective that continuing to expect to lose weight long term by ignoring your body And letting a diet tell you what, when, and how much to eat is setting you up for disappointment and it's wasting your time. Time that you could be spending getting into healthy, sustainable patterns. Now that may not be the quick fix. It may not give you instant results. It's not as fun to brag about. I get it. But neither is having to tell people that you're doing the fill-in-the-blank diet again. 
The again is what should be the red flag that this method is not the best option. Okay, I'm gonna jump off my soapbox now. Let's talk about what you can do. How can you get on a healthier path towards lasting change? How do you learn to listen to your body again? How can you have that freedom and confidence in making the best food choices for your health? Start at the foundation. It's what I tell almost everybody that I work with. Start at the foundation. It's, also, it's almost so simple that people overlook it or shoot it down without actually nailing it. There are a few foundational things that I teach my one-on-one clients, and I teach anyone that's ever been in a group program or a challenge that I've run, and I'm going to talk about it today. So for your cells and your body to function, it needs all three macronutrients. Macronutrients, as a reminder, it are the carbs, fats, and proteins. If you are able to get two out of the three, or ultimately three out of the three of those at each meal or snack, it will help you balance your blood sugar and your insulin spikes. It keeps the cell environment happy and it stabilizes your energy. You also need to make sure you are adequately hydrated. Again, super basic, I know, drink your water. Get a glass every few hours or depending on your activity and body size, you can carry a bottle with you wherever you go. It's basic, but that's the point. Are you doing it? It's foundational. These are the things we build upon. Another is eat your veggies. Eat your veggies. Five to seven or ultimately nine servings daily. Yes, I know. It seems like a lot, especially if you're only getting maybe one or two right now, but that's okay. Work your way up. I have a million ideas on how to add veggie servings in if you need them. Um, Some might be get one at each meal and, and one at each snack. Have a smoothie with a few servings in there crammed in. There's tons of smoothie options I've gone over before. I'll uh, put a post or I'll put a link in the show notes about the, the ultimate smoothie guide that teaches you the balanced way to make smoothies with added veggies. Um, a serving is going to be about a half a cup of, of raw or cooked veggies or about one to one and a half cups of leafies. So if you're getting like a salad, that's about a serving there. So it might add up. You might be doing better than you think. Also, reduce but not eliminate sugar. Make conscious and intentional choices around sugar. Would you rather get be getting sugar from, say, your salad dressing, or would you prefer a cookie? Because sugar is in both of those, my friend. So start reading labels and find options with lower amounts of added sugar. Um, and you know, I don't want to get too far into sugar. I know we've talked about it in previous episodes, so I'll kind of stay off the sugar soapbox. Um, but you don't have to eliminate it. Just be selective. If you're craving an M&M cookie from Subway, which are delicious, by the way, have it. But find the balance. Have an extra serving or two of veggies to help your body process the sugar. Or maybe skip that soda so it reduces the overall load in your system and keeps the cells in a better environment. There's a balance you can find with it. And the final foundational thing is movement. We all need to move. Our bodies are designed to move. Exercise, it helps circulation. It helps move the lymph and the fluid around. It helps with balance and strength and your overall mood. All of it, it helps. It doesn't need to be extreme though. You don't need to be focused on the number of calories you burn on the treadmill at the gym, which by the way, is not accurate anyways. Focus on the feeling you get. Focus on Focus on the fact that it's helping your body get stronger so you can do longer exercises down the road. You have better endurance and stamina. Focus on how it improves your gut bacteria. 
Okay, I may be the only person in the world that focuses on that part of it, but it's true. It does. It helps you. It helps your gut bacteria. It helps your digestion. One thing I also want to mention, and I will likely do probably a whole episode on this, is that if you feel you have lost touch with your body's cues, if you don't know what it's asking for or when it's full or when it's truly hungry, start by doing an exercise in mindful eating. There's a bunch of exercises in mindful eating. Many times we aren't listening to our body because we are distracted while we eat or we're rushing through a meal. I've been there. I have four kids. Sometimes they're chaotic and and the meals are rushed. I get it. But the majority of the time is where this can be helpful. Try putting all screens away at the dinner table or the lunch table. If you work in front of a computer or at a desk and you eat lunch at your desk, don't. (laughs) Get away from your computer. Actually take a lunch break. Sitting in a peaceful environment can also help. So if you are working in an office and there's like an outside area or a cafeteria or something like that, bring some headphones, listen to some relaxing music. If you're at home, then you can maybe find a a corner of the house or a backyard or a patio or something like that that you can sit and just be in a peaceful environment. Or you can start by focusing on slowing down when you eat. We are all are kind of guilty of this at some times where we are rushed, we're eating fast. One way to kind of do this and, and to be more intentional with it is to take a bite, put down the fork, chew slowly and swallow, and then pick it back up. I've also had people actually time their meals because they didn't know how fast they were eating and they wanted to kind of get that understanding of where they were at. So they set a timer and one person was actually shocked when she realized she was eating her entire dinner in less than three minutes. So maybe that's even where you start. Simply time your meals and see where you're at. So we went over a lot. What one thing are you going to take away and put into action? Remember, information means absolutely nothing if you don't take action. What is your action for this week? Will you go for you know a couple of walks? Will you look at labels for sugar? Will you add in two more servings of veggies each day? Will you practice some mindful eating strategies to start relearning your hunger and full cues? Make a commitment to one thing and send it to me in an email or a direct message on social media so I know what you're working on. I'd love to be able to follow up with you on it. Now, I want to leave you with this. No matter what your past has been like with dieting or with food, your future is a blank plate and you get to decide what goes on it. So thank you for spending your time with me today. And if you'd like a simple guide that talks about some of these foundational food principles, check out the show notes for the simple meal planning guide. It's also found on uh, foodfactornutrition.com slash freebies. Please reach out if you have any questions or if you'd like to set up a free consultation to talk through your specific needs. Have a wonderful rest of the week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Food Factor Podcast. It is my personal mission to help people make the best food choices that they can for their particular situation. So if you found this episode helpful, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or a family member or somebody who needs to hear this information and also leave me a review. Those are the things that help get this podcast seen and heard by more people who could use the help as well. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening.